I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home, and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly, poo, offensively. One-on-one, I'm undefeated, never lost. High fly ball in the right field. She is gone. That's over. It's reached. It's over. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry. I thought it was going to score. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go. USA is leading the Miracles. Yes! Welcome everyone to the Wide Open Podcast. My name is Rick. My oh. name is Feds. And we are here to talk some sports with you guys. Oh boy, you're in for the ride of your lifetime. Let's hope so. We, uh, we've uh we been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. Both of us always love to banter back and forth about sports, whether it's outside cooking, a, cooking a hot dogs and burgers or inside watching a baseball game together. We love talking sports with each other, so we're going to do a little bit on air, and hopefully you guys get to enjoy it. And hopefully we get to take this somewhere, and you guys can say that you were the first ever listeners to the Wide Open Podcast. When you see us famous one day, you know what's good. You know what happened. (laughs) I bet your computer turning on just got caught on there. But, uh, all right, let's get to it, man. (laughs) Unlucky. Nah, no problem. So... First thing we got up, probably the biggest story of the week, O.J. Simpson. The juice. The juice is loose. Is he, loose. Looks like he's going to be out of jail around October. They're saying October 1st. Could be a little bit longer, but we never know. Hopefully it's a little bit longer. Hopefully. but uh, What are you it, thinking about that, Paul? Well, I mean, he served nine years in jail for the robbery and holding people hostage. Uh, and nine years um, seems... Like, a decent amount of time for that. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's paying any time for his past crimes. Right. That he, uh, the glove don't fit and must quit. But, <laughs> you know, so they were actually talking about that. Yeah. Um, that the jurors, so you know, you had the four jurors and the guys were going through and saying, like, you know, I approve of your thing. The only one who I thought. You're, ta- you're talking about uh, the, uh, the parole. Correct. Yes. I felt like the only person that was really, you know, let him have it was the commissioner was like, even though he kind of contradicted himself, he's like, you should be in prison. It doesn't matter what happened. Someone held a gun to someone and you were the organizer. So you should be in prison. Yeah. But I'm going to give you parole. Well, it seems like there's never really been anything outspoken about him being in jail. None yeah. that I can remember was able to look up. So it seemed like he was a good boy in jail, but... Yeah, because what they said was apparently that uh, the Carson City Police Department have received thousands upon thousands of letters begging to keep him in prison because it was his justice for the glove don't fit. Yeah, well, I mean, the American American, uh, jury society works in a certain way. Double jeopardy. Thanks, England. Yeah, but uh, nothing we can do about that. You okay with it, or are you uh, upset about it? I mean, again, I even though I didn't write a letter, I am seeing this as in, like, I did see this as this is his justice for the glove don't fit, you know. Um, we were saying that, like, we're probably, I don't know about you, I'm in, like, the 99.9% of America 
that knows he did it. I mean, come on. The guy wrote a book called I Didn't Do It, But If I Did It, This Is How I Would Have Done It. Yeah. And they were talking about um, the trouble that he might have when he comes out of prison. Because think about it. So nine years in prison is not a long time. But think about the advancements in technology and social media and all this stuff ever since he went into prison. Do you think that that's going to have an effect on him uh, outside of the outside of the wall? You know, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think he might commit another crime again. But I don't think social media will do anything for him because, I mean, he's not even on it. I don't think so. What are the Vegas odds on him going back into prison? <laughs> I didn't look that up. I don't, I'm afraid to look that up that's, if that's even a thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that a mission. I will, I will report back <laughs> yeah. on the um, truth about... The Vegas odds on that? The, well, it's got to be somewhere. Like... They have the odds on that for the most ridiculous things in the world. Like they, you can bet on about if it's going to rain today. Yeah, that is true. But certain places, probably not all the places, but yeah, the juice is loose. Let's see what happens in the coming future once he is released. Will the juice stay loose? Are we going to put him back into the box? Only time will tell. Are we going to crunch him up like a Capri Sun pouch? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speaking of investigations, Feds, how about this uh, Ezekiel Elliott thing that's been happening the past few weeks? And you really it, want to hear my opinion on that? Well, it's probably the past few months, but yeah, I want to hear your opinion on More it. More like the past year, right? Yeah. At this point, kind of. So, for um, I'm going to try my best all throughout this podcast to not relay my bias. But when you're looking at my fan bases, I got the Eagles. You know about those fans. Red Sox were some of the most negative fans in sports. We can go on a 15-game win streak. Ah, oh, but we only won by one. And then we lose the 16th game. Well, I don't know. Um, let's just say... Um, here's my take on Zeke. Is he very talented? Yes. No one can question that. Is he going to have a sophomore slump? I think yes. Him or Dak will have a sophomore slump. You heard it here first on the Wide Open Sportscast. Um, but here's my thing. He's been in the league for just over a year now, right? Got drafted last year. Yes. He's had four investigatable instances since he's been into the league in his first year. You yes. have two domestic violence charges going against him. The one they're going through now, and there's another one basically got wrapped up or whatever, that never came back to the surface. Yeah. You have the, uh... St. Patty's Day incident, uh, lifting up his shirt to show the... Uh, lifting up the girl's shirt, not his shirt. Yeah. So lifting up the girl. He, I mean, he already lifts up his shirt. Don't you see him when he walks around and he's got his thing lifted up, like he's showing off his abs? It's like, where were you in Pee Wee football when the ref would always tell you, okay, guys, before you get down on the line, I mean, that, that's in. that's why Gronk spikes the ball, though, because he wasn't able to do it in college. Yeah, well, welcome again. No fun league. Um, so lifted the girl's shirt up, and now you also have this, you know, investigation. Through the bar fight, was he in it? Was his name just dropped because he was around it? Who knows? Um, it's time for the NFL for me to do something. You know, they're wrapping up the investigation, and when you look at it, he's had four investigatable, you know, pretty much misdemeanors in yes. a year. So, in the NFL, he's just been like, okay, we're done. We're going to see what we're doing. What? He's preparing for a two-game suspension. 
What about this two-year witch hunt that the NFL had against Tom Brady for deflating footballs? Uh, I have an answer for that. Okay. Uh, Roger Goodell works for the owners. The owners, besides one of them, doesn't like Tom Brady because he is the greatest quarterback of all time and he can destroy any defense at his own will. The only teams that he has trouble with ever is like the Jets for some reason. Yeah. But Jets are one in fifteen and they'll play each other in the frozen tundra of the Meadowlands on like a Monday night in January. And but it'll be a good game. Yeah, I saw on this year, Jets were up by ten points going into the fourth quarter five minutes ago. Patriots still won. Yeah. It's like you just you knew it was coming. But because every owner wanted Tom Brady to be off the field, that's why this witch hunt was happening with Tom Brady. Now Zeke Elliott, he hasn't proved himself yet. Now granted, four different occasions where he probably uh shouldn't have been in those uh things. But Rick, he's the life of the party. He is the life of the party, which could be good and bad. Good because, I mean, he's he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. Bad because usually the life of the party, at least in my experiences, uh, has pissed people off. Just ask Johnny Football. Yeah, exactly. But I think he has a little bit more talent than Johnny Football in the NFL. Yeah. But I think, unfortunately, he's only going get to get two-game suspension. I don't think he's going to get anything more than that. But also, his... His not his team, his group, the people that are uh, his like his agents, all that, were preparing for this. Yeah, that he's gonna lose two games. Right. But this was before the bar incident. But honestly, I don't think the bar incident is gonna change anything. No, because like we were saying, is like, is it was he even in? Did he start it? Was he involved in the fight? And it doesn't seem like the investigation's getting anywhere. Right. And at a certain point. The NFL needs to step up and get his act, get make sure Ezekiel Elliott gets his act together. Same thing with Jerry Jones, yeah. which um, unfortunately he has a reputation of uh, signing players that aren't necessarily in good standings. Greg Hardy with the uh, with the law enforcement. So both those parties need to shape up, make sure Zeke actually gets in line. Right. Once Zeke is in line. None of this shit should ever happen again. But unfortunately, the way things are working out, and the way it seems like, in my opinion, he's getting away with it, with a two-game suspension, he's going to do something again. I think something else is going to happen. I'm hoping it's not sexual assault. I'm hoping something more innocent, like a bar fight. I'm saying that innocent, which it's not an innocent thing, but it's better than sexual assault. All right, so here's my question for you on this. What happened to the NFL's... Okay, if it comes up, we investigate it. Four games done. What it, what happened to that? If he's preparing for a two game suspension, when the NFL virtually came out and said four games, no questions asked. Well, the the NFLPA is definitely involved with that, uh, but unfortunately for uh, both his apparent instances, and I say apparent because nothing has necessarily been proven yet, but he's been accused twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no instance of, say, what Ray Rice had. Now, Ray right. Rice, I mean, that whole situation got fucked up by the NFL. Yeah, that was... But Ray Rice was suspended two games. Then they got the security f- footage from the elevator in Atlantic City of him knocking out 
I think his now wife, which is which is yeah. crazy in that Who, respect. Who like went to his defense afterwards as well. Yeah. So I uh I think that's literally the only way that uh anyone's gonna get that full six games, even though they said that they were going to stick with it. I think that's the only way. It's like our first two topics of the day. Ray Rice, you know, you all saw the video. You saw what happened with him and his now wife, and she comes to his defense. Same thing, O.J. Simpson, the guy who he robbed, tied up, had, you know, guns pointed at, showed up at his parole hearing and said, you have, you've punished him enough already. Let him go. Can you Wait, really? That? I, didn't, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, like, he was there in the parole hearing and said, he served enough time. He made a mistake. It is what it is. Yeah, I, uh... I can see that. And he said, I will pick you up on the day you walk out of prison. So can you imagine, like, getting... I would t- not do that. If can someone you imagine like- getting, like, tied up, blindfolded, and guns pointed at you, and a guy's threatening you with your life, and you're going to say, I'll pick you up on the day you get out of prison? I would be thinking the opposite of that guy. Like, I'd be thinking, like, I want that guy to be on death row, even though it's a death row offense. I want that guy to be on death row because he threatened me with a fucking gun. Yeah, like, really. Like, had this whole crew of, like, you know... Goonies roll up with him and just to be like, you know, give me all my stuff back. His own, you know, Goonies never say die, but in this case, they say uh, OJ never goes to prison. <laughs> they say the glove don't fit, must have quit. But, <laughs> yeah, Zeke, Zeke's only going to get two games, my mm-hmm. prediction. Yeah, I could see it, unfortunately. Again, two things have been like, unfortunately, today. Yeah, right. But I mean, this next thing, I have to say, fortunately is going to happen very interesting what is that um responding to reports that cleveland cavaliers star point guard hailing from the proud garden state west orange new jersey himself kyrie irving has demanded a trade away from the cleveland cavaliers to get away from lebron james to get away from lebron james and this is my take on that all right Uh, a few years ago when he was drafted he was drafted to be the number one guy then LeBron comes back into the picture. He is now the number two guy and has been in his shadow for the past three years, four years? Something yeah, like that. Three. Three years, yeah, because LeBron's been at every final since like his uh, like, Miami days. So it's like his conception, literally. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I think he is tired of living in the shadow. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to go to a team that he has the possibility of being the leader. Correct. Which I completely understand. If you're drafted to be the leader and then all of a sudden it's taken away from you. Yeah. That that's what people thought uh this year when Curry and Durant were gonna be playing together. People were gonna be like, There's there could be a power struggle there. They were yeah. able to work it out. It seems like these two are not able to work it out. And I mean it could just be LeBron's ego, which I mean he has a he probably does have an inf- influx ego. For, I mean, a good reason. He's the greatest player yeah, pro- possibly to ever live, debatably to ever play ba- uh, like basketball. Him not, like him or not with his attitude, he is the best basketball player on the Cur- country. Currently right and possibly ever. Yeah, I said in the country, in the world. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I can totally see you with, with that as far as, like, you know, there was a there, – so there was actually um, – there's a video. There's a little kid. Kyrie Irving had just gotten drafted to the Cavs. And um, the kid goes up to him and goes, Kyrie, 
you're not going to leave us like LeBron did, right? <laughs> and Kyrie just starts laughing and goes, no, I'm here to stay. But, again, things change. Well, and I the mean, NBA is a business, just like anything. It's a I business. Mean, it's, it's a business, and he also was pretty much under the under the thought that he was going to be number one. Right. So I think now that he's number two, he's he's upset. Now, if he's, if he's traded to a place where he knows he's got to be number two, I mean, that may be a different thing. I think it's more just Le- LeBron's ego. Yeah. And there's so many videos of LeBron yelling at him yeah. in the past year. It's kind of funny how many videos there are. And it's like you even look at the finals when they won. Kyrie has 45-plus about in the last two games. LeBron doesn't win that ring if Kyrie's not there because Kyrie, Kyrie hits the, the shot – he was talking about it uh, today, the interview they had. He said, I'm going to take this shot because I know if I miss this shot, they win. If I make this shot, we win. And he just took it and shot. Yeah, um, I, I I can see that. I don't know. So but, what teams do you think he's going to want to go to then? He's uh, obviously not going to want to go to the you know, Sixers, trust the process, he, Brooklyn Nets. There is no process. Where do you think he's going to want to go? I know a couple of the teams were like – the Knicks, the uh, the Spurs, and there were two other teams that he suggested that he wanted to go to, but the New York Knicks define the word process. Yeah, but I uh, don't even know what it is. But uh, those he he kind of put them out there. The way that the report that I read, uh, it kind of made it seem like he thought he pretty much or he has the intention of thinking that he has a no trade clause Mm -hmm. when literally he doesn't right so cleveland if if you're gonna do this to cleveland at this point cleveland is going to trade you to wherever the hell they can get a good player for him or a good asset or a good draft pick for him right because people are saying oh he's gonna go to san antonio they're going to want... What does San Antonio oh, have? San Antonio's not going to give up anything. You'll get Tony Parker, Amanda Ginobili, in a wheelchair, maybe. I, I mean, that if they get that, that's a that's a freaking steal for San Antonio. Yeah, exactly. But And then do you really think like players like that, Parker, Ginobili, who have been like... That, They're untradeable. That rare player who has committed themselves to a franchise, basically Not, not even just a franchise, career. to a coach. Yeah. Like, there, there's no way that they're, they're going to move those pieces. LaMarcus Aldridge, no. You already have Kevin Love. Kawhi Leonard, no way. It's I, I agree with you on that. I mean, if he goes to the Spurs, that's a very dominant team. Um, but, like you said, if the Cavs have a say in this, they're going to try to get something. All right, so now here's my question for you. Does this reopen the door if he had mentioned the Knicks, does this reopen the door for the Mellow trade? Uh, Mellow, tr- the Mellow trade, I think, is off. Yeah. I, I mean, if he's to be traded to the Knicks, I can't see them taking Mellow. Actually, maybe, but I think Mellow wants to go to Houston, doesn't he? Houston, or they're even talking Portland. Portland, okay. Literally, the East is like here. Oh, you ever okay. see the, the, um, the other two teams that he wanted to go to were uh, the Miami Heat and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, the, the Timberwolves that would complete a complete transformation. Like that team is going; they're a playoff team now. I think that would make them between him, Butler, Wiggins, Anthony Towns. They have a lot of good pieces in place to you know keep stepping up. I'm more curious if it's actually going to happen. 
I mean, there's players that de- in all all leagues that demand a trade that don't get traded. Right. I'm curious all if it time. happens. Or and I'm also curious. Speaking of Cleveland, what's going to happen with Derrick Rose? Correct. I, I wonder if that would change Kyrie's mind in any set. I mean, Derrick Rose is not the player that he used to be, mm-hmm. but it would be an improvement. And, I mean, I honestly, another reason why I think he wants to leave is because they haven't done diddly dick in free agency. No. I mean, they've made a couple attempts, but I think during this time, they they just hired a GM. Uh, yeah, and it's they got rid of the GM that brought LeBron back and everything. And even now, um, Shumpert had put something on Instagram today that was hinting they're on the verge of a collapse. Kevin Love oh, yeah. had apparently said things are getting interesting. Like, the dynasty is ending. And I'm telling you, it's, the... It's not the, even a dynasty. The, the the East dynasty. Let me put it that way. The, the, well, I mean, the dynasty of the Cavs versus the Warriors in the finals, that could very well end this year. Let me put it this way. Looks like LeBron's new yellow brick road is looking brighter and brighter, like it's heading towards Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, he has one more year on his contract, right? Correct. Yeah, so I don't see him staying either. So I think Cleveland is going to be a bust next year. Yeah. Because even with all this talk, it's like, you know, it's how do you come back from all this talk about, you know, oh, it's falling apart, everyone wants to leave, LeBron's unhappy, he's unhappy. You know, how do you recover from that? Yeah. How can you focus on winning a basketball game when you're front off? Look at the Knicks front office is an absolute mess obviously you can't compare the knicks and the Cavs because it's complete two completely different teams as far as talent level but, but still they, they have the two worst owners correct and it's it's hard to focus on playing when all you hear is well you know cleveland's front office this front office this the focus isn't on you winning games the focus is on your management is a mess yeah i agree and they need to fix this fast otherwise cleveland is going to be a dud this year I agree. Dud as in, they're going to make it to the playoffs. But how far? Oh, the luck of the Irish and the Boston Celtics. Yeah, they're actually looking better than them now. Yeah. All right, I think we should uh, move on to the next point here. Baseball. Yes, Feds, let's talk some baseball. All right, baseball, halfway through the season. Here's Here's what I want from you. Okay. I want your high of the season. And your low of the season. What, what are you the most impressed, most happy about this se- the this season? And where are you the saddest and most disappointed about? You go first. Other than the Red Sox in first place, three and a half games above the Yankees. Just adding that in there. Yep. Um, gotta go right now with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, look at that team right now. They're they're doing so good. They are on a two game losing streak right now. But still, if you take into consideration that two-game uh, losing streak, they've won 31 out of their last 36 games. That's ridiculous. Even with, a, like, everyone's freaking out, like, oh, my God, the Dodgers went on a two-game losing streak. You won 31 out of your 36 games. That's almost a quarter of your season. That's majority of their home game wins. Yeah. 31 out of 36. I mean... You, you can't help but be impressed by that. And obviously, I think right now the feel-good story has to be, finally, the resurrection, the reemergence of the uh, Houston Astros. Um, both teams, Astros and Dodgers, are holding down the best uh, records currently right now. If you're looking at your um, division pictures, 
Boston's got a three and a half game lead up on the Yankees, four on the Rays. Uh, everyone else pretty much out of the picture, which was shocking. The Orioles were so competitive and have just dropped eight back. They they seem like in most of their games they are competitive, but they just can't finish. Yeah. Um, AL Central, the Indians lead with the Royals and Twins both a game and a half behind them. Looking at the Twins with a nice little comeback. Uh, AL West is over. Astros are 17 games up on the second-place Mariners. And then when you look over to National League, hate to see it to you, Rick. NL East is over. Nationals 10 games up. Yeah. Um, Brewers. Mets won tonight, though, on a walk-off home run. That was pretty sick. And NL West is going to go to the Dodgers. Diamondbacks and Rockies will take the wild card. Here's my high is about what you're about to say. Lead into the NL Central. Yeah, the Brewers. They're, they're doing it on one of the lowest budgets in baseball right now Moneyball. they're playing a little money ball and they're they're only a game up over the cubs but they're winning which is awesome yeah so i mean in the last 10 games they're not necessarily winning they're four and six but they're winning right and that hopefully they stay up and make it into the playoffs they're kind of like my feel good feel good kind of story halfway through the season who is the guy that they literally like people are showing up to the um, baseball game, like the ballpark with signs that said, don't pitch to this guy. And he got tested after every single game. Was he, had like, uh, he would have like a home run in like eight, nine straight games, something like that. I forget who he was on the Brewers. And in the post-game interview, they were like, he was like, well, I mean, I got steroid tested again. And for like the fifth straight time, I came out clean. So if they want to do it again, they can. He was just, he was on that tear in the beginning of the season. You know, you got me. Yeah, <laughs> you got me at a loss there. I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. I wish I did. Yeah, I'll, but uh, I'll, I'll come back to it on that one. So <laughs> while I'm looking that up real, real quick, uh, Rick, what's your low right now in the MLB season? Uh, well, I mean, probably, I mean, just being a Mets fan, like how, how the NL East is just so dominated right now by the Nationals. But the other low for me is just the Giants. The Giants were supposed to be one of the leaders in the NL West. Right. And right now they're 29 games behind. I mean, it is in the Dodgers uh, NL West right now. They are dominating them. But they're 29 games behind the Dodgers right now. Right. I mean, part of that probably being Mass and Bumgarner, Ryan dirt bike and crashing. Yeah. Ruining his season. Uh, hopefully not his career, but, I mean, the way – the body part that he injured could have an effect on him. They could have a turnaround, though, because for the San Francisco Giants, the prodigal son has returned. He has. But panda, 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 panda. Pablo, well, he's in the minor league. The prodigal son returns. And Madison Bumgarner is supposed to be returning pretty soon. But 29 games. They're, they're done. They are out of it. I think that in... Yeah, I think they're... Had the lowest wins. And oh, wait, no, the, the Phillies have less wins than them. By the way, it was Eric Thames. Eric Thames. Okay, thank you. Is the brewer who had the uh, five-game home run streak and got steroid tested after them and said, keep them coming. I've tested clean the last four times. Might as well do it again. Yeah. And people are showing up to games like, please don't pitch to him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, backs to Cardinals and Red Sox in the World Series. That game six, the game that the Red Sox won the World Series, Poppy didn't take a single pitch. He was intentionally walked every single at bat. Yeah. Didn't even see a pitch. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, 
What's your low? Um, I had to take some time to think about my low. Um, probably one of the lows I would say right now. I mean, you have a few instances. Obviously, um, when you look at some of the low points of the season, um, the the instance with the Red Sox and Andrew Jones and you know the racism thing that happened. Adam Jones. Adam Jones. I'm thinking like the Atlanta Braves. So yeah, Adam Jones and the racism things. Just, yeah. you, you don't want to see that anywhere. Um, I am disappointed. I am still waiting for the return of the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, even though they're battling it out right now. The bad blood this year has been with Baltimore after the whole Manny Machado, Dustin Pedroia dust-up that yeah. you know, took, it went a little too far. That went very far. Uh, no, I mean, that's a rivalry that I'd like to see come back. But, I mean, it's still a rivalry, but it's not like it was it will. back in, like, the g Because you look days. at the Yankees, Sanchez, Bird when he gets healthy, Judge. The Yankees have the young pieces, and the Red Sox, Killer Bees, Benintendi, Bradley Jr., Betts, Bogarts, all young pieces of that team. So, it's going to come. They need, like, the Manny Machado thing. They need an event to re-spark the rivalry. Yeah. You don't have the heroes and the villains anymore. You don't have, you know, from a Red Sox perspective, you know, there's no A-Rod, there's no Roger Clemens, there's no Jorge Posada. And then from the other side, from the Yankees, there's no, you know, David Ortiz right now. There's no Jason Varitek punching A-Rod in the face. There's no Pedro, who's your daddy? Like, that's... The figures aren't there right now. They just they need something to bring it back. And I I was hoping to see it come back. I hope every year, but I haven't seen it. Uh, who's your World Series picks right now? My World Series pick? Uh, to be in the World Series, I'm thinking National League Dodgers. Uh, American League, I am thinking Indians again. Mm. I just like the Indians. Yeah, they... they, they you can't go wrong. Even though, even if though he comes back, you can't go wrong with Terry Francona in October. That is true, but also, I it could be the Astros just because I, I was reading an article about a week and a half ago. Their current standing right now is very similar, like their stats, all that is very similar right. to the Cubs of last year. Which I, if they were to repeat like or not repeat like that, if they were to be like that, they definitely could be the World Series champions. Correct. How about you? Um, same. I'd say the Dodgers out of the NL. Um, I'm having to go with the Astros. Um, Boston's pitching can help, but the thing is the Red Sox have been known for their offense. The offense hasn't been there this year. And if you're not hitting regular guys, again, you know, as they say, pitching wins in the postseason. Yeah. If you can't hit a regular guy, you know what? Well, they got lit up by CC Sabathia. Barely can even hit the hit the hit the mound anymore. Like hit home plate, and yeah. they he pitched like a shutout. You can't hit him. How are you gonna get into the playoffs and hit the guys that the Astros have? How are you gonna hit uh, Kubler? What is that? What's his name from the Indians? Always get his name. Huber. So, yeah. How are you gonna hit him in the postseason? Yeah, but uh, I. I I I like uh I like Indians Dodgers. Like I said, you can't, if if he's back, you can't go wrong with as I would know from personal experience, can't go wrong with Francona in October. Yeah, very true. All right, man. Let's talk about something else now. All right, let's talk the Open, the British Open, the uh the golf 
major that is happening right now. Apparently, in England, it's offensive to call it the British Open. The way they see it. Wait, why is that? There's only one Open. They don't consider the U.S. Open. It's like, no, no, there's only one Open. Oh. It's not the British Open. Well, I guess we we call it the U.S. Open, so that's probably why we call it the British Open. And there, they're like, no, no, no. There's only only one Open, buddy. I I don't know. Just for the past few years, I feel like it's been advertised as the British Open, at least over here. Yeah. Before, I, I mean, this year I'm looking at and it all says the, the uh, Open Championship. Yeah, it just says the Open, like the official website is called theopen.com. Mm-hmm. So I I guess that's what they're trying to redo it as. But it's at uh, Royal Birkdale this year, uh, and they're in their third round. The top two leaders right now, Americans, Jordan Spieth is minus eleven. And Matt Kuchar is minus eight. Wow, what do you know? Americans doing something well against the British. Yeah, what else is new? But uh, out of those two, who do you like? Um, or if there's anyone else in the top five, uh, do you think? I'm a Rory guy. He's nine back. He, you know, the, the era of dominance came to an end. Um, I have to go with Spieth. You know, he's. I think he owes it. He's he's collapsed in the last few majors. Yeah. Towards the end, I feel like this is going to be like a homecoming for him. He's in the position again to lock up a major. He's got a three-stroke lead. Uh, I I I like him to go and wrap this one up because I feel like it. it he knows he has to do it. Yeah. I and I think this is his moment. But he he does collapse. He he has collapsed under pressure a few times. Sometimes he does have a, like the ice of veins in the veins, but. I don't know. I mean, just for some reason, majors get to him. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm liking Matt Kutcher to come around and beat him in the final round. Yeah, and he, weren't you saying something? He's just, like, a really just cool guy. Well, yeah, Kutcher is just a really cool dude. Uh, and he's so consistent. He, yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not the best player, but he's very consistent, which I think is what you need to be in this position right. in the final round. But and like what you were saying, speed sometimes the ice in the veins is melts very very quickly. And yeah, man. You have a very consistent golfer behind you. Yeah, he's. I mean, there's a lot of good golfers that are behind him right now. Brooks Kepka is could be there as well, but uh, that's not even the uh, the biggest story is the the final two. Do the, tell the the big story that happened this week is a new major record. Brandon Grace sh- shot a 62 which is the lowest score of in a round ever in a major ever like yeah ever a like just the open or a major any major ever wow yeah so he's he's got his name now in the record books uh they'll be there for a few years uh another big story that happened was Jason Day hopped up probably around like 50 positions where is he in the world rankings right now he's in the top 5 has to be in the top 5 but he, I mean, he, he's been a good golfer. He's he had kind of a slump, not like a slump that Phil Mickelson's having right now. It's his first major since he skipped the last one, and he Lefty. got he got cut after the second round. So he's not the same as, say, like Jason Day or Jordan Spieth. Right. But Jason Day made a huge jump today, which is awesome. Right. I, I, I like Jason Day. You know, I, I do too. I'm a, I'm a personal fan. But – between the final two, I'm going with Cooch, and you got Speed. Yeah, I'll take Speed. I'll do five bucks on that. All right, good deal. <laughs> All right. So we got the odds on that. We have to find the odds on uh, what was it from the? You said you were looking that up. 
Yeah. No, not me. What was it? The odds of uh, the uh, the odds of OJ going back to prison? Yeah. I, I, I'm actually really curious now if that's a, the Vegas odd. But before before you start looking that up, I know you want to uh, talk a little bit about the Gold Cup. Ah, uh, yes. The Gold Cup sitting here in my USA jersey. is was actually at the Gold Cup on Wednesday. Um, so, How was it for you? Well, the first game, flat out, no other way to put it, it sucked. Uh, Costa Rica played against Panama, actually uh, streaming the game as I'm going through all this with you right now. Uh, the United States against Costa Rica in a nil-nil scoreline, 58th minute. Um, but so the United States and Costa Rica had played against um, played against each other in the past Gold Cups. Um, obviously, USA wins. The other semifinal is Mexico against Jamaica, Jamaica had beaten Canada. Mexico beat Honduras to advance, and then has the Canada. Other... I'm, I'm just curious. Don't, don't mean to interrupt. Has Canada no. ever won anything in the Gold Cup? No. Yeah, because they they don't. They only have a soccer field one time a year. Yeah. So basically, the Gold Cup's dominated by the United States and Mexico. Yeah. More so Mexico. Every once in a while, Costa Rica will pop up, and this could be a year again. You know, they're playing nil nil right now, um, but. I was not impressed when I saw them play Panama. Um, game ended one nothing, and the only goal scored was an own goal towards the end of the game, eighty first minute. This was which game? This was on Wednesday in the quarterfinal, Costa Rica against Panama. Costa Rica against Panama. It was, it was one of those games where both teams were afraid to concede the first goal. Okay. So no one was attacking. No one was trying to go forward and move up the field and score the goal. Like. A Costa Rican striker would be running up downfield by himself, and his midfield would be back at the midfield like, hey, bud, where are you going? Yeah. Like, remember the game plan. And then Panama was doing the same thing. Neither one wanted to be the first one to give up a goal, so they didn't even try to score. And then Costa Rica got a free kick, and it hit off the guy from Panama's head and went in. That's rough. Where the United States beat El Salvador unconvincingly 2 nothing. Um... Why unconvincingly? They have a young team, new coach. You got Bruce Arena in there, and he's been rotating a lot. You really can't get that chemistry flowing. There's been a lot of changes, and they were using their younger guys, and now they got Bradley and all of them in there. But their two nothing win, um, both of their goals scored by defenders, um, wasn't even the biggest story of the game. The biggest story of the game had nothing to do with the scoreline. Just like how you said, it's kind of funny with the. British Open right now is the biggest story of the day. It was the guy who shot the lowest score in yeah. major history. Um, so U.S. is winning two nothing, and we United States has a corner kick, and there is none other than American striker from Toronto FC, Josie Altidore, sitting in the goal, lined up for a corner kick. Henry Romero, the defender from El Salvador reaches behind him when he goes to defend him and gives him a purple nurple. <laughs> Literally took him back to a middle what school playground fuck? and just leans over and just grabs his nipple and just twists it as hard as he could. And out the door, falls over, gets back up, and he gets in his face. And, of course, it, it was El Salvador, como se dice, flop and espanol. They were flying all over the place. Um, the guy went flying, tried to get out the door in trouble. The ref was like, yo, cut it out. Then when the ref walks away and they go to do the corner kick, the guy, Henry Romero, bites out the door in the back of the neck. Like a vampire? Like vampire. Luis Suarez, your teeth are off sides. Literally, that's what happened. If, you, <laughs> if you've seen a picture of Luis Suarez and you know what offsides is in soccer, his teeth are very offside. 
Um, think about it. But, um, and Henry Romero, no punishment, ref didn't see it. Nothing. Then in the 83rd minute, same thing, U.S. up 2 nothing. Omar Gonzalez gets bit in the back of the shoulder. They had two guys bite Josie Altador and Omar Gonzalez. And the United States took pictures of their bite marks and sent it into CONCACAF, which is basically like a subdivision of FIFA who's running the Gold Cup. It's like our confederation, whatever, for North and Central America. Um, Henry Romero today received a six-game ban. Wow. I mean, he bit a guy. And I, that's, gave him I mean, a titty that, twister. That, that only happens in soccer. I mean, you know, we're, we keep talking about Vegas bets. A few years ago, during the World Cup, you, you mentioned Luis Suarez. My, one of my favorite bets I've ever heard before was Luis Suarez in a game, previous game beforehand. Well, a previous game years ago beforehand, he bit a guy. There was a bet. Uh, it was, I think it was in one of the European casinos. This was not a Vegas bet. It was one of the European casinos, but it was a, it was a big deal that said if he bit someone in this game playing for his team, he, uh, that person would get paid so-and-so money. One guy bet so much because Luis Suarez actually bit someone, won in about American dollars, $33,000. Wow. Can you believe that? I mean, come on. Leicester City won the Premier League title at 5,000 to one odds. Anything is possible. Uh, Yeah, especially in soccer. There's just the bets are ridiculous in that. But, I mean, two two people bit. uh, Was it two people bit one guy or two people bit two guys? Two people who bit two guys. The the other guy, I don't have his name right now. He got a three game ban. But the main guy, Romero, who bit out the door and gave him a titty twister, got six games. And. Altidore don't was touch a, the titties. Altador was a very good Zeke sport. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> um, Altador was a very good sport, and he goes, man, I'm in a lot of trouble with my girlfriend now because she said I'm the only one who's allowed to touch your nipples and bite you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And even uh, Tim Howard got on the phone and was like, yeah, there's no place for biting in the sport, but the purple nurple was something interesting. I think that could fly under the radar for a little bit. Um, but, I haven't know, even heard, I haven't heard that 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 term since high school probably. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I never heard of anyone it's like actually five starring when you just slap someone in the back as hard as you can for fun. Well, I I think if I think five starring would be noticing on on the uh, noticed on the soccer field. Yeah. But a bite, I guess, for some reason, not. Yeah. But, because I, I guess, mean, I guess like, they get their heads in all so close together. Sne- you ever see like the Robin Williams thing where he talks about like soccer players will go around and they'll like kick the crap out of someone and then the ref will come over. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do it. Don't look at me. And meanwhile, like the guys there like bleeding on the ground. That wasn't me. I don't know. It was, it was the ghost that way. Um, but I don't know. We'll see again. Uh, the United States, they have to get through Costa Rica, Mexico has to get through Jamaica, and then the uh, the Dos Aceto rivalry will return for the Gold Cup final and the right to play in the next Confederations Cup, wherever that may be. And then we play like the Belgians and the Germans and the Brazilians, and God help us all. Yeah, basically, no, nowhere we're going to get where anywhere close. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Yeah. Oh, we need more than a miracle for that, but uh, let's move on from right, this. So before we actually get into that. Oh, wait, what's up? I found the odds. Oh, really? What are the odds? The odds at O.J. Simpson. Now, not that he just goes back to prison 
period. The odds that O.J. Simpson goes back to prison for another crime before 2019, January 1st, 2019. Let, let me, oh, okay, so there, there's the over-under? Yes. Uh, so the yes is probably in the minus 200? Minus 200? Plus 500. Really? Okay, so oh, okay, so they're betting against him. Yes, and then it is a minus 750. And now here's another odd for you. Okay. Upon OJ's release, will any of the living members of OJ Simpson's legal dream team from the murder trial make a statement? So, you know, the Robert Shapiro's, the Kardashians, any of them, are they going to have anything to say upon his release from prison? What do you, what do you, what is that supposed to mean? Like, what to say what? Say, like, yay, OJ's out of prison. Good job. Like, happy? Just, yeah, let's just make any type of statement about him being released from prison. Oh, I would vote totally yes. Yeah. I would I would vote totally. What are the odds on that? The odds are... Um, it's probably minus. Plus 600. What, that's yes. plus? Yeah, plus really? 600, minus 750. I, I'd no. figure they, they would be happy to make a comment. Yeah, who I knows? I mean, just because that's what pretty much got him on the map. So here's the last one, last odd before we get into what we're going to go into next. Okay. Where is OJ going to go first when he gets out of prison? I know he wants to go to Miami or uh, Florida. No, we're, we're talking like the second he gets out of prison. Where is he going to go first? Like, you're, you got out. The, the guy who he tied up and almost shot is going to pick him up from the uh, – is going to pick him up from prison, and OJ is going to say, I want to go here right now. Uh, fast food joint? I have no idea. Home is plus 150. Okay. Or a hotel. The airport is plus 300. In-N-Out Burger is plus 750. Okay, I was kind of right about fast food. As long with a uh, Red Lobster is plus 750. Red Lobster. Any other restaurant is plus 450. Why is, wait, why is Red Lobster, like, by itself? Yeah, like, specifically. (laughs) I wouldn't even, I I would think of, like, an Applebee's or Chili's or something, but Red Lobster, I've never had Red Lobster in my life. Um, what really? Please yeah. tell me. Please tell me someone at least brought you some biscuits. Yes, yeah, someone brought me biscuits. Oh my god! How like, how have you never been to Red Lobster? Do you not like shellfish? No. Oh really? Okay. No, I guess fan. that makes sense. Um, like you don't even like shrimp. He's plus one thousand to go to a Seven Eleven. That's my question. Um, what what was your question again? I said, do you, do you not even like shrimp? Nope. Oh my god. Well, all right. So what I was know, that? What was that new. comment? Um, he's plus. Um, one thousand to go to a Seven Eleven, plus fifteen hundred to go to a golf course, plus twenty five hundred to go to a strip club, plus twenty <laughs> plus twenty five hundred to go to a casino, and plus five thousand he will roll up to a brothel. Jesus. I mean, he he is in Nevada. Yeah. So some of those th- all those things could very well happen. I, I, I just, a brothel. Yeah. Uh, I could enter gassing. I I mean, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely see him going to a strip club, definitely getting something to eat. Uh, 7 Eleven, that's I just find it funny that like 7 Eleven and Red Lobster are just by themselves in that bet. What website is this? Um, this is the sports betting experts website. Okay, all right, name your sources. All right, so, uh, I'm a teacher. Work cited. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the uh, the next thing. Let's get into some, to, uh, some hot topics. Now, me and Feds, every week, we're going to try to come up with a, a few questions, some that when, once we get our uh, 
our Twitter pages. Domain for higher level thinking questions. Yes, which will be coming soon. Our Twitter pages will be coming very soon. Um, I like interacting. Um, I've been sharing a couple of polls on my personal Twitters. So I have some personal friends' uh, input uh, from friends I had talked to from home who gave their opinions with at least two of the questions All right. that I have. Uh, are we ready for the first one? Give it to me. First one, the first question of the week. Did Lonzo Ball make the NBA Summer League relevant? Uh, I say Lonzo and LeVar Ball did. So why would you add Papa Ball in there? Well, I mean, the... There's never been publicity like this. Maybe, maybe a, a little bit around LeBron. And if when you he was... heard our intro, one on one, never lost. Yeah, I mean, the ridiculous takes that that guy has is incredible. Michael Jordan couldn't beat him in one on one. But uh, yes, that they, they both made me want to watch the summer league because part of me was curious. Pardon me, wanted to see Lonzo kind of like fail, and I got a little taste about with that with the first game. Oh, that first game was where miserable. He just, what was he like? One for nine for like, three pointers. Two, he was like overall was like a two for fourteen. Yeah, some something ridiculous. So he was not good, but then he turned it around and he was on fire for every game after that, besides the last one which he sat out because he was injured. Right, but. I watched the summer league for the first time ever. Same here. Because of uh, Lavar and Lonzo. Even with that though, I have to say I was disappointed because I do feel like he kind of wimped out and said, "Ow, I'm pl- my calf hurts. I can't play De'Aaron Fox uh, tonight." Because everyone was talking that up. Yeah, like, I don't I, know why. I just have a feeling he was like, oh, "Not, not, not feeling it." Uh, I don't think I don't think he would want. I don't think he's the type of player to. Ch- shy away uh, I think he was actually injured yeah there's other players in the NBA and other players in other leagues that I could definitely see trying to shy away mm-hmm. from something he is not one I will say that okay so it was it was very nice to see yeah uh, how well he did um, it looks like the Lakers found their new face like Magic Johnson said. Until LeBron gets there. Until well, yeah. And once... then Lonzo Ball becomes a number two <laughs> and says, I demand a trade. Yeah, pulls a Kyrie. But and then his yeah. dad yells at him and says you can't leave. Yeah, so I I say yes. Uh and it very well may be the only time that I will ever watch the summer league. Uh the only other times that I can think of right now is the other two sons. If they actually do get into the NBA, right, and they're and they're uh, given this type of publicity that their father gives uh, Lonzo, correct. Uh, I may watch it then, but as of right now, I've never had interest in the NBA summer league. Well, right now, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a free agent with NBA players, right? Because uh, you're still you're, you're well, not NBA getting... players, NBA teams. I was a New Jersey Nets fan. I am not a Brooklyn Nets fan. Uh, I was a fan during the early 2000s of when Jason Kidd and all them were there. Right. Yeah, I had uh, I had season tickets to those uh, to those games. Wasn't the same when I got rid of Kidd. Wasn't really the wasn't. same. No, I completely agree. Uh, and just the organization went to shit, made the worst trade in sports history. 
Yeah. I, in my opinion, which I think a lot of people would agree with that opinion. Again, as I said, there is no process, but at least the Brooklyn Nets know the definition of the words process, unlike their New York neighbors yeah. in Madison Square Garden. So I, I'm really getting into the NBA this year. Uh, and my first step, I mean, it could it could have been a blessing that Le- Lonzo and LeVar maybe watch the Summer League. That's my little brother is jumping on the ball bandwagon. Already has his Lonzo Ball jersey on oh, the way. Oh, your little brother? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So he's uh, he's jumping on. Because, again, because me and him grew up watching Jason Kidd. Yeah. And Lonzo Ball, watching him play, is like Kidd, a pass-first point guard. And even, like, you watch his highlights, and it's like, I've seen this before. So I totally it, get why oh, he's no, doing it's, it. No, it is beautiful. Like, it, it was really fun watching him. So to answer your question, yes. Uh, was it just him, or was it this draft class in general? Josh Jackson, just Jason him. Tatum. It was just him. I don't think I. I don't think I would have watched the summer league. I. I would read it on their stats, but I would not sit down and watch the summer league if it wasn't for Lonzo and Lavar. The summer league MVP. The MVP of the three fourths players will be in Europe by the end of the month. League. Yeah. So, I. Uh, I. I would never. Uh, watch it without that what's uh what's your next question question number two is america and the rest of the world being hustled and cheated by the world boxing association and ufc for the mayweather mcgregor fight yes uh my my thought process is this we already got to watch the best part of the fight for free which were these four uh press conferences and it was more it was like the first two Oh uh, yeah, I agree. They ran out. Of, they ran out of stuff to say to each other. They just kept going back and forth. Mayweather can't read. Mayweather owes tax money. Well, I think McGregor easily, in my opinion, won the trash talking game. Yeah, because he calls out. You know, you owe money to the IRS. You can't read. <laughs> you owe money I, I to the IRS. Let me make it rain on you. Yeah, I'm 28. Yeah, and even the same thing. Mayweather pulls out his untouched hundred million dollar paycheck from Manny Al from um, Manny Al might as well call that Pacquiao Mayweather and kind of goes up oh, give it to the tax man and he even goes use goes into the facts and was like I'm 28 years old I get promotion checks I get fight checks he was 28 on an undercard for Oscar De La Hoya like and Mayweather just go yeah you're a bitch <laughs> yeah yeah I don't need to read because I could just read numbers yeah. And I'm running to the bank. And, like, it was just that. All the Mayweather's only thing was money this, money this, money this, money this. Well, and Well, he's team money team. Yeah. Where McGregor, I just, I, I don't know how do you recover. Why do you have a school bag on stage? You can't even read. Like, <laughs> yeah. how do you recover from that? <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, this is exactly why. Because I, I think we already watched the best part. So us having to spend $100... I think it's $100. Uh, yeah, it's $100 Correct. for the pay-per-view or to go to your local bar, which may make you pay to enter, mm-hmm. may have a cover to cover the pay-per-view. Yeah, like, yeah, like pay 15 bucks without even the food. And it's not like you're going to go in there. It's, if it's going to be like the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight, you're going to have to get there. Like I, The the Pacquiao-Mayweather like fight, the, the, the reason why I'm saying that is because I knew a, a few bars charged for that fight. Yeah, and I knew one of my friends went to one of those fights, or went to one of those bars where you had to pay to get in, and apparently he wasn't demanding his money back. But there's a group of people demanding their money back because the fight was so bad between yeah, you, them. You probably had to get there at like six o'clock to even just get a table, and you spent like ten bucks on cover. And just imagine a fight that went till three three thirty in the morning, 
the that, amount of that money amount you to nothing. That, and that you, and all that money you spent on drinks, food, like probably ran up to a hundred bucks anyway. And you could have done what we did and went over to your place that, and that I mean that that's, sat there and watched the fight. We yeah, just that's why ten bucks of stuff. I I'm going to buy that fight. I'm and I'm going to get hustled. So, but because, at least we'll hopefully have eight other people here with us in the studio getting hustled along with us. Yeah. So, ho- yeah, hopefully. But yeah, uh, we are we are watching the best part. Uh, America is getting hustled. Uh, there is no doubt about that. Who wins? Who wins? Uh, Mayweather wins. Uh, but if I were to, if I had a hundred dollars. I would put it on McGregor just because no, that the, payout, the payout is would be so much better. Yeah, but how, how about you? Do you say uh, Mayweather wins? I mean, I, I do. I want McGregor to knock his teeth in. Yeah, I mean, there's just so there's, many. There's never been such beauty and arrogance before than there's, than McGregor. There's, there, to me, there, there's no. I love like you know, you're a boxer, you're a fighter, you're cocky and everything. Like, but like, there, I just don't see any likable qualities inside of Mayweather. You know, not even if you're going to go, people go do the whole joke, oh he, oh, he can't read and he doesn't pay his taxes. He has like five, six domestic violence charges. Like, no wonder why Ezekiel Elliott has two and that's his role model probably. Like, you're looking at, it's like, just a lot of common themes today. Domestic that's violence, funny. titty twisters, and lifting up shirts and stuff. And it's a, a lot all, of common All themes. everyday sports. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I just, you know, not in the least bit a Mayweather fan but I, I I can't see the fact again talking about odds that there's odds in Vegas is Connor even gonna land a punch yeah says something yeah I agree but uh yeah we, we are gonna get hustled on that alright Feds I got a question for you now hit me alright so in this past year there's been uh these retirement leagues that have been popping up Meeting the big three, which is the three-on-three ex NBA player or ex big star NBA players playing in Ice Cube's league, right? And then now there is this flag football league that's going to be coming out that has Mike Vick, Terrell Owens, Chad Johnson. Is it Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco? Now I don't even remember. I think he. I don't know if he changed it back to Ochocinco. I think he may have changed it back to Chad Johnson. Okay, so the three of them plus other ex. NFL players are going to be starting up this league. Right, correct. Which, you know, it's been broadcasted on Fox Sports and everything. Yeah. Now, my question to you is, are these leagues going to last? No. Why is that? So, look at the example of the big three. Again, it's in the word itself. Retirement league. Originally, they had to, the fact that they had to cut down the big three games. Originally, the, the games would go up to 65 points. They had to cut it down to 50 because the games were going for so long. Like, the first big three they ever had. I was watching the game was supposed to go to 65. It took them 20 minutes to get to 15 points. The, the, the Both teams were shooting, like, one for 12 from behind, beyond the arc. And, like, the one team I think legitimately missed their first 11 shots. Yeah. And... It's And it's not like the NBA where you have up and down the court. It's fast-paced. You can have fast breaks, which lead to dunks. You take it back to the half point or half court, and you're like, oh, there's already two people in front of me. And it's like – and they're actually coaching. Like, you know, you said you have um, Dr. J mm-hmm. is the coach. They're actually trying to coach it and be like, okay, you're going to settle the ball. We're going to run plays. 
we're gonna do this we're gonna post stuff you're gonna try doing this you're gonna try doing this so it's not like they're going out there and it's be like i'm gonna freestyle and just try to shoot and throw all the oops to each other it's like they're i mean it's good that they're actually playing the win and making it competitive but again it's like i said it's a retirement league the fact that I hear more about the coaches than these, you know, you know how they have like player coaches or captains, whatever. Allen Iverson. Yeah, Allen Iverson. Whereas he didn't even play in Philly. He was because he was like, what was it? He said they asked him like the first one is like AI, how you feeling? Forty and old or something like that. It right? was like forty two and old. Yeah. So it's like you're, you have these big name players. You don't even hear about them. Like I'm watching these games. You don't even hear about the big name players. Yeah. And you know, so you have like these guys like didn't make the nba it's not even like like old and like retirement league like guys who just didn't make the nba or like were in the nba and left Mm -hmm. it's it's not like you're watching like a page of stoyakovich or a steve nash or something like that it's like you know this guy didn't make it to the nba it's like guys you've never heard of before are the stars of the league and unfortunately when you when you branded that league based off of this is a retirement league with all former past NBA All-Stars, and you don't hear about the All-Stars, that's a problem. I agree. What about the uh, the flag football thing? I mean, it hasn't even started yet. I mean, that looked cool, but once again, I can't see. It's like with the well, the big three, I would pay the money just to go see Ice Cube perform at halftime. Um, but with the flag football league, I can't see you consistently getting people to go and watch a flag football yeah no matter who it is like even though the nfl is a no fun league why do we watch football you hit people it's a violent sport you can tackle it's a violent sport we love that violence like even though i'd love to see mike vick play again i would like to see um, ocho cinco johnson whatever all these old guys play and how do you even know that's going to turn into the same thing how do you know it's not going to become an nfl and retirement league it's going to be a okay, here's this team captained by an NFL superstar, but here are all these guys, like like the XFL. You know how the XFL was like guys that just like did not make it? Yeah. What well, was going to turn into something like that where it's like – I mean, it very well could. Mike Vick throws a perfect pass, goes right through the guy's hands like five times a game. Yeah. And especially it's not like the XFL at least was college kids. It didn't make – if you're advertising this as like a retirement league, you're going to have older guys who, you know, are slowed down past their primes or it's, you know, it's going to be like getting a ball going to go right through your hands. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like the game is going to be so much slower because of that. It's going to be slowed down because, again, retirement league. The performance won't be there. Retirement league. It's in the name itself. But yeah. if I had to pick which one, I mean, I, I, I have to see the flag football thing come. I know a lot of people are excited about the – technological advanced uh, flags that when you pull them it knows exactly where you got pulled so you could spot the ball like that's yeah. cool i no, I, I wish we had that in intramurals we wouldn't argue that back in college yeah no exactly and i mean yeah the big three has the four point shot but like is it a revolutionary thing the nba is just no. gonna be like <laughs> steph curry does that already anyway yeah. We don't need to give the Warriors any more of an advantage. Hey, Steph, you shoot from here anyway. We're going to give you an extra point for for this shot that only you can make. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to change the NBA at all. But I, I, I agree. I don't think these are going to last. It was a great idea. Uh, I wish they would last if they were competitive. Yeah. But I don't think either are going to. But, uh, all right. Some that's, good questions. Yeah, that's the last of our questions this week. 
let's let's wrap this up. Let's do kind of like our interesting things that we found out or we learned this week or saw this week. All right. What was your first one? All right. My first thing that I'm going to have is actually talking about Mike Vick. Uh, Mike Vick apologizing for his comments on Colin Kaepernick's hair for the reason why Colin Kaepernick is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, it was just an overall dumb comment. Yeah. I mean, like he was like, he's got to clean up his image. Mike Vick, come on. Yeah, Kaepernick offended some people. Well, not some. He offended a lot of people by not standing for the national anthem. Mike Vick, you committed a federal dogfighting crime. And I mean, yes, you have your people who love this country. He's been rehabilitated. But at the end of the day, are people going to be more upset about I didn't stand for the national anthem or I killed puppies? That's very debatable. (laughs) Yeah, I mean there are. Some... We are in a point where, they, where like they, they, that is pretty debatable. But I, I know I, where I personally am. I mean, I love this country, but I love dogs. Yeah, so I I agree with that. Uh, uh, what do you got? I got uh, Paul Pierce officially retiring as a Celtic. Oh, the next no, the ne- the first team that's gonna unseat LeBron in the finals. Yeah, Celtics, but it I mean, rightfully so. He's retired as a Celtic. Yeah. He should be, and I'm assume I can only assume that his number is going to get retired by the Celtics. Yeah, he was a little bit of a journeyman, but you know, it's like But he was there for a long time. Clippers, he had slowed down by that point. All he did for the Brooklyn Nets is he had that block against the Raptors. I'm, I'm the first time in years I saw my dad get excited over the Nets. But um, you know, you had that block. You know, he had he did a few nice things here and there, but you're always going to remember him in the green and white. Yeah. How about you got another one? Yeah, so actually um speaking of legendary figures, Mark Andre Fleury, as we know, is the longtime goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Basically, he was the goalie when they had the whole revival with Crosby, Malkin, all of them, like their whole the whole team turning around and starting yeah. to win Stanley mm-hmm. Cups again. Um is going was passed by Matt Murray and will be off to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And today he was given his day with the Stanley Cup. Oh, okay. And he took it in the Pittsburgh for oh. his last day in Pittsburgh. So his last day in Pittsburgh before he went out to Vegas would be a day with the Stanley Cup. And he basically like shared the Stanley Cup with his friends. Oh, and, that's awesome. Uh, the, the people, the Penguins fans, the people of Pittsburgh. I mean, good for him. I mean, he, he spent all his years there. And I, it seems like they ended... It probably wasn't the way that he wanted to end necessarily. He probably would have liked to retire there, but it was probably a really good ending for him. At least he won one more Stanley Cup while he was there. Yeah, and it, he still played a part. You know, yeah, he got benched. You know, he, Murray passed him, but he he played he won the games. part. He did win games. He yeah. got he helped get him there. Yeah. So it it wasn't just Murray. He also did help with that. So it wasn't like he didn't win that Stanley Cup. He wasn't like he was a complete bench goalie the whole the whole time. Correct. Is this may be the first time in a long time that two goalies pretty much split it. Yeah. And won the Stanley Cup. That's yeah. that's not very common. No, because usually, you know, you want that consistency. Yeah. What you got for the last one? All right, my last one is, uh, as it was announced earlier this year, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is retiring from NASCAR, uh, which is going to make a big impact on NASCAR. It's that- kind of, that's kind of like, the end of a golden generation. It's like the last of the Mohegans right yeah. there, pretty much. It's There's a couple more people, but that's like a big one of like last of the Mohegans. Uh, so. Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, yeah, they, Junior. They, the, the new guys need to make a name for themselves, otherwise NASCAR could be in trouble. How do they do that, you think? How do they make a name for themselves? Uh, 
there there needs to be controversy. Controversy is literally the only way in yeah. in American sports that you pretty much make a name for yourself. Either that or you're very dominant. Because when you think well, in, in that when you case, think of NASCAR, because of Jimmy. Yeah, if you think of NASCAR, you think of Dale Earnhardt, who made a na- Dale Earnhardt, Tony Stewart. They made names for themselves, and Dale Jr. I should say as well. Uh, but you think of Jimmy Johnson just because he's dominant. Yeah. So you either need to be controversial or you need to be dominant. Uh, and right now, they need people to be controversial. Who do you think is the closest to it? To be controversial? This, the, the, who do you think right now, this young generation, you know, the ushering out of a golden era, who do you think's the the closest to being, like, a, a breakout that's going to, like, usher in, like, a new era, like the Jeff Gordons and Tony Ryan, Stewart's? Either Ryan Blaney or Kyle Larson. Okay. Uh, I mean, they, they both need to... Th- they're already making a name for themselves, but they need to make a name for themselves outside the NASCAR community, my opinion. But back to my point, uh, Dale Jr. has found, or I don't think it was necessarily his decision, but they announced a replacement for him for next year to drive the 88 car for Hendrick Motorsports. It'll be Alex Bowman. He actually got into, he was one of the drivers, along with Jeff Gordon, who last year when Dale Earnhardt Jr. went down with his concussion mm-hmm. and when it was out for pretty much most of the year. Race at Pocono. So Jeff Gordon was one of those drivers, and Alex Bowman was the other driver. Okay. Alex Bowman will now be the full time driver of the '88 car, which honestly he he deserved. It's it's probably in my opinion the right decision. It was either him or another guy in one of the lower divisions of NASCAR. Right. So uh, I'm happy for him, and. I think that's a that's a good way to end it. Kind of kind of good uh, happy things to end it on, but uh, Feds, it was fun. Yeah, the start of a dynasty. Let's uh, our let's, dynasty. Let's let's keep this going. This was the wide open podcast. Please like us and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and and make sure you stay tuned for all of our social media stuff coming soon, so you can get involved in some more of our questions of the week. Yeah. And uh, that's Feds. I'm Rick. Hope you enjoyed, and see you next time. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.